As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Transforming Lives Bible Radio Show with Dr. V from Florence, South Carolina, and the Divine Church of Deliverance. Catch Transforming Bible Radio Show every Tuesday with Dr. V at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Positive Power with Double Side Christian Media and Spreaker Podcast. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Welcome back to the Transforming Live Bible Radio Show. You are listening to your favorite Bible radio host, Dr. V, better known as Dr. Virginia Singleton, Senior Pastor of the Divine Church of Deliverance, right here in Little City of Florence, South Carolina, located at 550 Lawson Street where we serve as a senior pastor, formerly the assistant pastor was the late, great Pastor Chuck Singleton. And we still honor him because of all of the impact that he gave being in the conception of this radio ministry. We say hello to Jerry Ross and his family. Hello, Jerry. We thank God for you, the best engineer on the planet. We thank God for Jerry Rose tonight. We also want to thank God tonight for my husband, my first man, Deacon Singleton, tonight, who is listening in, the Decard family. Amen. And also for all of our, our favorite supporters on tonight, those of you who have been so committed and supported over the years. And y'all know how we do it. We have to always give honor to the one who makes it possible for this radio ministry to come before you every Tuesday evening at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mm -hmm. So let us stop and pause for a minute and give prayer unto our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let us pray. 
Precious Father, in the name of Jesus, we just want to tell you thank you. Abba, Father, we thank you right now for life, health, and strength. We thank you for the blood that is flowing warm in our veins. But most of all, Abba, Father, we thank you for Jesus, your only begotten Son, the one who gave his life, died on the cross, shed his precious blood to be redemptive for our sins, washing away that which we could not pay the price for, that we may have a right to the tree of life. And for that tonight, our Father, we just want to tell you thank you. We thank you tonight, our Father, for another opportunity to serve as a willing vessel on this line on tonight. Lord, we pray that you bless those who are the hearers tonight. Lord, for those who are here, here after, even after we have gone off this line, those who will hear it later on, we pray that they too be rich and blessed by this word. And Father God, we ask that you continue to bless this humble servant, Lord, because we deserve nothing. Yet, Father God, you make it possible for us to receive everything because you have already put everything in place. You have already predestinated. You have already preordained. And, Lord, you have already laid out the path that we may have access to the same thing that Jesus the Christ has access to. Thereby, we tell you thank you. And as we attempt to be a vessel tonight, we ask, oh God, that you pour into us as we use our mouth to pour into the people. Father God, bless us all now. Lord, because you are the only help and the only protection that we know is that we have. Hide us from the enemy. Cover us with the blood of Jesus that the world can do us no harm. Continue blessing Jerry Ross and every platform, every endeavor that you have placed in charge of his hands to do. Continue blessing the transforming lives, Bible radio ministry, as well as the D-Card ministry. Lord, and we just thank you tonight, Lord, because we give you the honor, we give you the glory, and we give you the praise in all things. And tonight we lift up the name of Jesus, and we say amen, amen, and amen. And again we say, welcome back to the Transforming Lives Bible Radio Show. You're listening to your favorite Bible radio host, Dr. Z, better known as Dr. Virginia Singleton. We ask you but for one thing, and that you hit those share buttons and invite others to this ministry tonight that they may hear the word of the Lord and that they too might be blessed by this word. By permission of the Holy Spirit, tonight we will be led to the division of the book of Psalms, writing number 121, Psalm 121. And we will read it into your hearing. And the word of the Lord reads, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel 
shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Amen. Tonight, by permission of the Holy Spirit, our topic for discussion tonight is God is our help and protection. God is our help and protection. If we were to look back into our pretext chapter 120, we will see where David was dealing with trouble and distress. And in that psalm, he was praying unto the Father because he was under so much pressure. He was troubled and he was distressed. But in this psalm, David was proclaiming the goodness of the Lord and, and he was crying out to God for help. And he was proclaiming the help that the Lord had shown up to give unto him. And he was proclaiming how God had protected him and how he will protect his people when we honor the Lord for who he is in our life. And that's what we, the people of God, even today, we need to recognize and we need to learn who God is in our life and show him honor for the protector that he is. Thereby, David found himself saying, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. What was David saying? Again, as noted in our pretext chapter there, this psalm deals with our knowing how to trust in God for help and protection in our time of trouble. In our previous text, in chapter 120, David prayed, In my distress, I cried unto the Lord, and he heard me. David didn't cry out to his pastor. He didn't cry out to his friend. He didn't cry out to a mother or a father. But David cried out to the Lord. And David said, but I cried unto the Lord. He heard me. And because David was accustomed to praying, David was a prayer warrior. He was not just a war man. He was a prayer warrior. So he was accustomed to when he cried out to God in his time of trouble and when he was distressed. David said that when I cried out, God heard me. And David asked the Lord to deliver him 
from liars and those that were speaking deceitful words against him. David didn't argue and debate with nobody. He called on his help. He called on his protector to go to battle on his behalf. He called for punishment to be brought upon those who came against him for no cause. David didn't partake in gossiping. Instead, what did David do? He asked God for help and divine protection to bring about a solution to such matters. That is something that we God's people today need to learn. We need to recognize that we don't fight against flesh and blood, but we are fighting against evil forces and principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places. And we need to learn how to give our battles over into the hands of the Lord that he might bring a solution to the matter. In David's prayers, he reminded God, I have dealt with those that hate peace. And I am a man, not for war, but I am a man that loves peace. But when I seek peace, they want to wage war against me. Well, somebody may be encountering such attacks who is on the line tonight. Well, I want to encourage you to remember that your fight is not, as before said, it is not with flesh and blood, but it is with principalities and evil forces, as well as spiritual wickedness in high places that come against the people of God. But God is our protection and our helper. And we should seek a solution to our attack, not by our flesh, but we should seek a solution to every attack from God through prayer. We need to go into our secret closet and we need to pray to God as David did, cry out to our help and to our protector and say, God, I need your help for I am under attack. Therefore, keep your focus on the hills. Pray your help, or shall we say, where you say your help come from. You see, God's tabernacle was located on the hills or on the mountains of Jerusalem. In the book of Isaiah, it was prophetically spoken by the prophet Isaiah in chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, stating this. The word that Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem, and it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house 
shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hill. And all nations shall flow unto it, meaning the house or the Lord's house, the place of provision or shall we say the house of bread or some may say the place of hell, which is our source. And many people shall go and say, Come ye, and let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his path. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And then their verse 4 says, And he shall judge among the nations and shall rebuke many people. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. So what David is saying and, and, and what Isaiah, what he was prophesying about in the future, he was talking about the future when the, the second advent, when Jesus shall come and, and, and when he sits on the throne at the house of bread at his tabernacle in the New Jerusalem, Man will study war no more. Jesus will come and the Lord will take his rightful place to rule and to govern over all nations, over all people that call him Lord. Oh, my God. And it said that out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord shall be sent out from Jerusalem, and he is going to judge. It would be nothing like the judgment and the governance of the world that is going on now. Y'all see the kind of government that we sit up under now and what God people and just people in general, what we have to endure. Oh, but when our sweet Jesus, when he come and when he take his right to place, and sit on that throne, oh, my God, and when he take over the government of this world, he will come as our help and our protection. We are his people. Just as he helped Israel then and as he protected his called-out generation of people then, he is going to protect his entire world, his entire nation all those who have chosen Jesus Christ as their person, the Savior, he will become all of our help. He will become all of our protector. Isn't that what David said? I will look to the hill. So where's coming? My help. My help. My help. Where does your help come from? Ezekiel chapter 43 and verse 7 says, and he said unto me, this is Ezekiel talking now, Son of man, 
the place of my throne and the place of the soles of my feet where I will dwell in the midst of the children of Israel forever. And my holy name shall the house of Israel no more defile. Neither they nor their kings by their whoredom nor by the carcasses of their kings in their high places. Jesus is saying, when I come and take my rightful place on my seat on the throne at my second coming, all those that turn their back on me, all the children of Israel that turn their back on me, he said, they, even they, will not have a part in the new Jerusalem. Not even the caucuses. They will not be able, Jerusalem will not be able to defile the temple anymore. Nothing that is against God will be able to live in the new Jerusalem. Jesus Christ, which Ezekiel was speaking of the coming Messiah, speaks to the prophet Ezekiel concerning his eternal capital building, which should be among Israel and all nations of the earth at the second coming, that the second, some say the second advent, that's his second coming. He will be visible to mankind. He will set his feet on the Mount of Olives first upon his arrival. Then, after the millennial period has ended, Jesus will walk into Jerusalem, which is his earthly dwelling place. He will take possession of his headquarters, throne room, to reign from his holy city, the new Jerusalem forever. Oh, I, oh, it is just picking in your mind how beautiful it would be to live in a new place with Jesus where there would be no more sin, no more pain, no more sorrow, no more suffering. Oh, there he will watch over. He will help. He will guide. He will direct and protect his own people. Oh, dear children of God. This is worth keeping our eyes fixed upon and waiting for this glorious day. No wonder David said, I will look to the hill. So when it's coming my help, he was looking forward to that glorious day. Oh, when he even he will be resurrected. Oh, because we're going to all be resurrected one day. And we're going to all become one big happy family. When we look at verse 2 of Psalm 121, David says that David remembers that God is his source, he stated, My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. When we underscore that word cometh, David was saying, he didn't just show up one time 
cometh insinuates that no matter how many times I need him, he show up. He keeps coming. Whenever I find myself in trouble, whenever I need protection, he shows up. Oh, David found himself here reminiscing and reflecting on the numerous times that God had protected and helped him in times of trouble and delivered him throughout trials and tribulations. The number of times that God protected him from the snares of the enemy. All the numerous times that God even gave him help and strength, delivering him from the troubles caused by his own ungodly actions and unnecessary deeds. Oh, so we don't need to be looking back at over where he needed God's help and he needed to be protected. What about us? What about the numerous times that our help come in from the Lord? What about the numerous times that we got in trouble and we needed help from the Lord? What about the numerous times when the burdens of this world and the cares of this old life pressed down on our shoulders and we didn't know what to do. We didn't know how to make ends meet. We didn't know where the money for our where the money for our bills was coming from. When our children were sick and we didn't know where the money was going to come from to get them to the doctor and pay for the bill. But oh, didn't God show up and didn't he make a way which seemed like there wasn't going to be a way made. Our help kept showing up time after time after time. And when we didn't have jobs, and even when we had jobs, and we wasn't bringing home enough money to meet our needs, but somehow everything got paid and every need was met. He did a, a Philippians 419, Oh, but my God shall supply every need according to his riches in glory through Christ Jesus. All our help kept coming because our help coming from love, which made heaven and earth. So whenever we need something, God always show up and make sure that that need is supplied. So David knew exactly what he was talking about. He didn't just say that my help come from the Lord because come is a one-time affair. But come if it's a lifetime supply. And he recognized where his help cometh from. He didn't give credit to mankind. He gave credit from to the Lord. He said, my help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Why? Because man might show up once, maybe twice, and you might can get some that might show up a little bit more than that. But after a while, even their supply is cut off. Because after a while, they begin to think, now, wait a minute. Now, I done helped, and I done helped. I've given, and I've given. I've been done give away everything that I have, and I won't have anything. But we serve a father whose storehouse is full and don't never get empty. Do you hear what I'm saying? That's why David could say, my help come in. Because he knew that God's storehouse overflows and it never runs right. 
And he knew that God helped him even when he needed strength, delivered him from trouble caused by his own ungodly actions and his own unnecessary deeds. And if we be honest with ourselves on this line tonight, we know that there's a lot of things that we have done in our own life, and the devil ain't had nothing to do with it. So we need to stop giving Satan so much credit and say, Lord, look how Satan set me up. And if Satan hadn't have done this, and if Satan hadn't have done that, somebody say, oh, if the devil hadn't done this, or if the devil hadn't have done that, then my life wouldn't end up now. We know that there was just some choices that we made on our own. Because the, the God done told us that under every temptation, that he has already provided the help. He has already provided the protection. He has already provided us a way of escape. So Satan had nothing to do with us choosing to go ahead and give in to the temptation. You know, so we just need to be honest with ourselves and acknowledge that some of these actions was our own ungodliness and our own unnecessary deeds that we got involved in. However, the Lord... He came in and he gave us help and he gave us the protection that we need until we came back to our senses and he brought us out of the mess that we made ourselves. And when we acknowledged, Lord, I sinned. This was me. I messed up. Help me. That's what David did. When he came to his senses, we know what David did when it came to Uriah. And Bathsheba, David made a choice. David did that. Satan had nothing to do with David calling that man, Uriah, that woman's husband, off the battlefield. He wanted to be with Uriah's wife. David was the king. David could have anybody he wanted to. But look how David did it. David went to the extreme. He called this man off the battlefield. And this man, Uriah, was so loyal to David. He wouldn't even go in the house. David tried to get him to go in the house. Why? And sleep with his wife because he had already made Bathsheba pregnant. He wanted Uriah to go in the house and sleep with Bathsheba, his wife, so he can cover up the sin he had already committed. But guess what? Uriah was so loyal to David that Uriah wouldn't even go in the house and sleep with his wife when he came home on leave that David summoned him from battle. He stayed outside and slept on the ground so he could watch out for David. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? Hallelujah. And then David wanted to get him out of the way. He gave the orders for Uriah to be killed. He put the orders in Uriah's hand, sent it back to the captain of the army. Put it in the captain's hand. Make sure Uriah gets put on the front line so when you go in the battle, make sure this man gets killed. Oh, my goodness. But when the prophet made it known to David, David, what he had done, at least David had sense enough to throw himself down on his feet before God and acknowledge what he had done. And he repented. Creating me, O Lord, a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me. You know, so 
So even so, even when David messed up, God still sent David help to protect David. See, we repent and, and not saying that just because we know that God will send us help and just because we know that God will protect us, that does not give us the license to go out and intentionally do the wrong thing because that was an intentional sin that David performed. So we don't need to do it the way David did it, but in the event that we fall down, we can't blame Satan for it. We need to put the blame where the blame lies. And David accepted the blame because he knew what he had done. And he told the Lord, Lord, I ain't sinned against nobody but you. But he wasn't saying that he didn't cause Bathsheba to fall because he did. He wasn't saying that he had sinned against Uriah because, yes, he did. Matter of fact, he had sinned against the whole nation of Israel because he was the king of Israel. But he was saying because it was so simple and it was so deep what he had done. And it was cut to the bone, to the core, what he had done. He knew he was in trouble with God. And he knew that he had broken fellowship with God. He said, Lord, I ain't sinned against nobody but you. But God gave David the desire to repent and be sincere. And David said, Lord, create in me a clean heart. And renew the right spirit in me. So God sent David the help that David needed to recognize what he had done. You know, so even so, David recognized that it was nobody but God who helped him through every situation. David was not arrogant and high-minded because he was a shepherd. He was a warrior. And he was a king. But David recognized, wait a minute, I need a shepherd just like everybody else needed a shepherd. I might be a shepherd. I might be a leader. I might be a king. You know, but guess what? Right now, I'm messed up. I need help. And because David recognized how badly he needed help and how badly he needed protection, God provided that for David. He said, I need a provider and I need a helper. I'm in trouble. And God provided David what David needed in that time. He realized that his help come out not once, but when God, our helper, our source and provider, when he is honored with our repentance, as our greatest help, the blessings never cease to flow into our lives. See, we got to learn how to repent, and we got to learn how to acknowledge that we have fallen by the wayside. We can't just fall down and know that we have done the wrong thing and then just jump right back up and keep on running like we haven't done anything. Yes, when we fall, God ain't mad with us because we fell, but God gets upset because we fall and then we'll either stay there or we'll just jump right back up and keep on going without even repenting and acknowledging that we have done anything wrong. No, God has set the wheels in motion in place for us to get our life back in order. But every time we fall down, yes, we do have to repent and we sin against God. His blessings will chase after us and overtake us. God is our Jehovah Jireh. 
He's not just our provider, but he is our provision as our ever-present help in times of trouble. He owns everything. We own nothing. Whatever we have, God has lent it to us. It's on loan. We are caretakers of what belongs to God. Prove it, Dr. D. I'll let the word prove it to us. Psalm 24 and verse 1 says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. I'm going to read that again. Psalm 24 and 1 says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. So now, God created the earth. So if God created the earth, it is legally his. It legally belongs to him. The earth is currently being dominated by Satan and evil spiritual forces. How? Through the rebelliousness of mankind. Yet, our provider and our helper, who we know is God, will send in his force, who is Jesus Christ, at his second advent, or shall we say his second coming, to take over the government of this world for God and will rule, hallelujah, over it to put all enemies of God down and restore God's original plan for dominion before rebellion entered the earth through Adam and Eve. See, it was God's plan for mankind to have total dominion over this earth. But because of Adam and Eve's disobedience and because of their rebelliousness, even in the Garden of Eden, sin took over this earth. And evil began to take dominion rather than man was able to rule and have dominion over this earth. Aren't you glad, people of God, that God is our provider and our helper, oh, and our provision tonight, glory, hallelujah. When we look at verses 3 through 8, we are reminded of the blessings God our provide, that our God provides and our helper. Not only provided to Israel, but also he provides the same provisions for all who choose to accept and follow Jesus Christ. So just because we live and just because we breathe and just because we're human, that don't mean that we have access to these provisions. But for those who choose to serve God and who accept his son, Jesus, and follow the commandments of the Lord, these provisions have been made available to those who receive God's uh, 
commandment and follow after his son, Jesus Christ. Verse 3. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not stumble. Do you not realize that man will fall asleep on you in a any minute? But your protector and helper will not go to sleep on the job. God will never fall asleep on us. Verse 4. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. Recognize tonight that our protector and our helper, he never get tired, and he don't even need any sleep. Oh, because how can he watch over us all night long if he's sleeping? Therefore, how can his eyes roam and be in the same place at the, every place at the same time if he's sleeping? So therefore, he can't afford to go to sleep on the job. He don't need to go to sleep. He stay awake so you and I can go to sleep. Oh, did you hear what I'm saying? He stays awake and watch over us so we can go to sleep. Mm. Verse 5. David said, the Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. I thank God for our protection and our help. Why? Because he is a shelter that remains right by our side. Not only that, he is our Jehovah Nisi that covers us at all times. Provide us shade, even in the sunshine. He keeps us covered and he keeps us protected. Verse 6. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. Our protector and our helper, he shields us from having sunstroke and night terrors. A sun, sunstroke, you know, when we look, when I looked it up, it was talking about a sunstroke is when people, most, most times, is when they have anybody who has epilepsy or has any types of seizures. It's, it's, it's usually when they have any type of seizures when they get overheated. It can sometimes invoke a, somebody having epileptic seizure. But the Lord, our protector and our helper, he shields us from those things. And even he shields us from night terror, from, from even if we have a bad dream or whatever, we need to understand that our protector and our helper is there shielding us from anything that would try to bring so much terror to us to make us walk in fear. We have no reason to walk in fear because he is there to protect us. Verse 7, the Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. Our protector and our helper he provides help to preserve our soul and protection from evil. There again, he tells us that he has appointed our angels charge over us, lest we dash our foot against a stone. Meaning that we are run right into evil, and evil will overtake us 
if the angels don't watch over us all day and all night. And he preserves us, whatever, come what may, whatever it takes, by any means necessary, he preserves that which is his. Verse 8, the Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Our Jehovah Nisi is our protector. He is our banner. He is our defender in every situation. And because he is our helper and because he is our protector and he gives us all the protection that we need and defend us, when you look at Psalm 37, it it talks about um, David and the blessings of being obedient unto the Lord. And it tells us, when you read Psalm 37, it says, Fret not thyself because of evil doers, neither be thy enemies against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green leaves. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shall thy dwell in the land and Verily, thou shalt be there. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. See, so when we trust God, and when we do what the Lord has commanded us to do, then he will give us the help that we need. He will provide us with the protection that we need, and the enemy can do us no harm. And then he come back in Psalm 27, and he tells us that when we have our we can have confidence in the Lord when we honor Him as our protector and as our helper. Because then there again, you know, mankind sometimes they would do things to cause us to be afraid, but God doesn't do anything to cause us to fear. He does everything to protect us from fear, and he helps us in our times of trouble and in our times of trials and tribulations and when the cares of this world will bring things before us that might invoke fear in our lives to make us think that life just ain't going to get no better, to make us believe that things is not going to change. God says, no, no, I am here. I am your protector. I am your helper. And I will provide you with everything that you need. There is no reason for you to fear. Psalm 27 proves that. He says, the Lord is, they were saying, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? And you might want to say, what shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. For whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked even mine enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh. They stumbled and fell. Oh, though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, 
that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, listen, listen, people of God, listen at David, how David speaking so confidently when he said when he gets distressed and, and when the trials and tribulations and the cares of this world come against him, how he trusts in his supper and his provider. He said, But in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his provision. He shall hide me in the secret of his tabernacle. Shall he hide me? He shall set me upon a rock. And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies. Round about me, therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. Then thou sayest, Seek ye my face. My heart saith unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servants away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not. Neither forsake me, O God, of my salvation. Listen at what David said here in verse 10. He said, When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Look at that protector. Look at that help. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. Deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies. For false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Can't you hear how David was giving honor to his helper and, and, and giving all that confidence, how he trusted in his protector? Oh, I tell y'all, we better grab hold to what David was saying on tonight, knowing that God is our help and our protection. And then there's one more uh, uh, chapter, one more uh, scripture I want to read here for you to, to prove to us how God is our help and our protection. Psalm 91. This is a psalm that people always, this is a go-to word when people are facing trials and, and tribulations and when people are stressing out and feeling distressed. This is a go-to scripture that People really, really um, love to talk about when they speak confident about their trust and their confidence and their security 
in the Lord as their help and their protection. Here in Psalm 91, here again David says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Surely, not maybe, not I'll think about it, not might, but surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thy trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by day, nor the arrow that fly by night, nor for the pestilence that walketh in the darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, oh my God, and ten thousand at thy right hand. But, 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 but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall thy behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee. Neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Look, look at all that protection and help that he provides for his children. I'm going to read that verse 11 again. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all Thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder. The young lion and the dragon shall thou trample under thy feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. Oh, this is for you. This is for me. This is your blessing that comes after honoring and trusting and believing and having confidence in your help and in your protection. He's saying that I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. Mm. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him 
and show them my salvation. Oh, look at the blessing that come just because we recognize, we trust, and we walk by faith and not by sight, and we, we have confidence in God as our help and our protection. Mankind cannot help us and protect us the way God can, and we should not expect them to be able to provide the same help and the same level of protection for us that God does. Why? Because they are not God. We have one God. We have one Father, Jesus Christ. God the Father, Jesus, is our protector and our helper. Psalm 46 and 1, in our closing this Bible discussion, Psalm 46 and 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. And he said he is our refuge, he is our defense, or and our protection. All saints do not remember that. Don't you ever forget who your helper and who is your protection. We thank God tonight for this word. We want to thank God for every one of you who was able to come on the line tonight. And we pray that those who were able to come on the line, we thank God for lifting us in prayer. We want to thank the Ducard family for supporting the ministry. We want to thank God tonight for Jerry Ross Live Worldwide. Thank God for Positive Power 21.org. Amen, amen. Again, we still give accolades to the late, great Pastor Chuck Stanton for all that he contributed to the benefit of this growing ministry. Stay on the line. Following Transforming Lives Bible Radio, you'll be listening to Paula Brian on the testimony. And following the testimony, you'll be listening to none other than Veronica Brown on Pearls with Veronica. This is Dr. V. Know that we love you. But God loves you best. I may be able to help you, and I might be able to put my arms around you, but I certainly cannot protect you from the cares of this old world. We're looking for you next week, same time, same place. Walk by faith, not by sight. Love God with all of your heart. Have a blessed night. Good night. Bible Radio Show with Dr. V of Florence, South Carolina and the Divine Church of Deliverance. Catch Transforming Bible Radio Show every Tuesday with Dr. V at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on Positive Power with Robert Zachary's Media and Spreaker Podcast. You are listening to Jerry Royce Live. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.